The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. I play Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian. My name is Sam. I play Fjordan Frankentrees, and I am a Hill Dwarf Druid. My name is Jerry. I play Peter McMoist, a Drow Bard. Seven days ago, on the previously... Oh my shit. (laughs) (laughs) We're using that for sure. (laughs) Combat with the goblins continues. Bjorten took his first attempt at wild shape. Combat wrapped up with Judy the goblin running away and the gang returned to town. The beer was delivered to the garage. And then eventually, the following morning, to Duga. We learned about Stuart Soup and his checkered past. We learned about a lich cult, though we found out very little. We discovered that the city guard is having drills and practice today, and we join our friends at the stadium grounds as they watch the spectacle. Uh, the city guard members have like a whistle, like each of them has a little whistle, and like you'll see one of them like put the whistle up to their lips and like the whole grounds worth of them will come running to wherever that whistle is and like you notice too by the way an interesting tidbit that when they blow on that whistle you guys can't hear it Mm. like how the hell they're hearing it from like way across this big noisy thing and like it's pretty impressive to see the city guard or the city watch rather out and a lot of people have come so there's a lot of like you know rabble and noise and whatnot so you're uh you're impressed. They're just watching people do the running. Oh, shit, you don't want to run into Sylvie. Oh, man, she'll kick your ass. Uh-huh. I think yeah. Sylvie's probably down there. No, I think so as well. Yeah, just seeing who's doing the patrols and stuff like that. You're like, oh, shit, Sylvie's in the west side today. We don't want to go over there for crime. Mm. I think Sylvie's, uh, Sylvie's a super fast runner, so you see her, like, making the rounds, taking people down. What's the layout of the arena? The arena itself is... So the way that I've got it drawn on the map here is that it's basically, uh, what do you call that, a septagon? Uh, It is a a seven-sided area. Uh, And by the way, I did post this map on the internet at some point, by the way, uh, for all you listeners at home. But there are seven large areas of stadium seating with pathways in between them that lead to a large central area. And that central area is, for the most part, it's just like kind of a large dirt surface. Maybe some gravel. I bet it's gravel. It'd have to be gravel. Uh, but there's ordinarily featureless area. And when they 
You know, it's like uh, it's like the fucking what the fuck is our stadium now? U.S. Bank Stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like they have fucking monster truck rallies in there and shit. So they just haul in a bunch of dirt and make monster truck jumps, tracks, courses. I don't know what you'd call that. I've never actually been to a monster truck rally, although I want to. Just a bunch of grave diggers. You may pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the end. That's the only. That's the only truck I know. Yeah, Gravedigger. There used to be a bunch of ones that I knew. Gravedigger. Gravedigger. But I can't recall them now. Uh, anywho, so... <laughs> my head was just trying to find something, and, and I came up with... The Vapor! <laughs> That's like... That That would be really dumb. Uh, anyway, yeah, so it's, it's a very large area. It's probably about 100, maybe 120 feet across of just like large open area. And like I said, today it's set up as just like flat out gravel all the way across. Maybe they've got some training dummies and things set up where they're they're shooting some arrows and slings at targets and they're just running back and forth, foot chases, etc. And you guys are just enjoying a, a nice uh well let's let's see here. Oh, it's it's beautiful weather today. It's not like super perfect. It's maybe just a little humid, but it's a it's a pretty nice day out overall. And uh, you're enjoying a fine day watching the city guard. So you watch practice. Do they have any like stadium treats? Stadium treats mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. Premier rat on a stick. Rat on a stick. I mean, Yum. they have rat on a stick. Premier. Premier. It's like it's premium, a- premium hot dogs. Premier rat on a stick. Didn't we come up with something? What did we fucking come up with? Yeah, th- rat on a stick. Was that it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was one of the <laughs> that's things. Why we came I, that's up why with. I said it. Rat on a stick. Cool. I'll take two. That's like the 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 uh, ramen noodles, ramen ramen noodles. What is it? Was a point? Uh, you actually didn't use your plot point from last time, so I'm gonna let's let's go ahead and slip you the grace and say you can use it this time. What? Come on, it's my turn. Pretty sure it's my turn. You wasted yours. You know what you should do? Cry about it. <laughs> you should have a couple of whale wolves come up from the river and attack the city guard. Did you say whale wolves? <laughs> That's a new fantastical element. Whale wolves. Go ahead. It's your plot point. Yeah. Uh, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna retroactively say that this is your plot point, but uh, Peter, you still got one. Ooh. Ooh I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go fucking bananas oh, today. Yeah. So no, we need to do is not use like six of these, right? No. And then we have no. six plot points. <laughs> There's no rollover. I just except got for, late last time and I zoned out and for forgot this, about my plot point. <laughs> no rollover except for this time. Is Whalewolf a thing or is that a... It can be. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose anything can be. Yeah. Or just by a river and I needed an aquatic monster. And nothing suited my fancy. Can you tell me what a whale wolf? So we can like? substitute almost any monster's stats for a whale wolf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we... A whale wolf is part whale and part wolf. Like, how, how far away are these rivers to... Like an ocean or... Um, I haven't determined exactly how far. You guys are not terribly far from the coast itself. You guys are actually on the western edge of the continent. Um, you're not directly coastal, but you're like, let's call it about a day's journey from, from the ocean. So it's possible there's some whale wolves that swam upstream or something. There are freshwater whales also. Really? Mm-hmm. No. That's impossible. So these are freshwater whale wolves. Well, that was a sweet plot point that came out of nowhere. <laughs> Fucking a! Do they do they have a do they? 
Well, all right. The f- I think the first thing to establish about a whale wolf is uh, the size. Oh, uh, like how do we want them to butcher the city guard? <laughs> they will not. Okay. So let's make them like, I don't know. How big is a wolf like that big? Let's make them like a, a dire wolf. <laughs> Nobody can see that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, podcast I, listeners. I put my hand at the height of a wolf. <laughs> or my estimation thereof. Wolves are big. Yeah, uh, they actually are fucking huge. They're like, they're like imagine like a mastiff or whatever, but they're bigger than that. They're fucking let's say huge. like a beluga whale. You ever see the beluga when it used to be at the zoo? Anybody? No. Anybody? No. We had a beluga whale? Yeah, at the Minnesota Zoo. Two of them. So let's uh, let's just say they're like ten feet front to back, and it looks like it looks like a whale with wolf legs. If you it, Google whale wolf, you'll get images because oh. you'll see why if you Google it. <laughs> All I'm getting is Sharknado stuff. Really? Oh wait, is that it? Is it from Whale Wolf versus Sharktopus? Yes. <laughs> oh man, this thing's vicious looking. Yeah. Is it from Beep versus Beep? Well. Ours looks more like a whale than a shark, though. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. You can't, I, I you can't say shark puss versus whale wolf, unless it's fair use, right, Josh? Fair use, yes. yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fair use. Oh, dude, no, we're using this image. <laughs> yes! Okay. Ah! That's the whale wolf. <laughs> that whale wolf. <laughs> they're slow, but they're so mean if they get to you. <laughs> Look at how angry that guy looks. Uh-huh. I need to save this image right now. Thank you, Dave Kantrowitz. That is a vicious whale wolf. This thing's fucking amazing. I need to... Who's this David guy? I like him. Wait, how far down did you scroll for that one? It's not far, actually. It is on the first page. Oh, I really? like this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, third grade Billy. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. That's potato quality, as Jerry might say. Uh, yeah, so if you, get any, if you get a chance, David Kantrowitz... K-A-N-T-R-O-W-I-T-Z uh, posted the whale wolf on uh, on their art blog, and uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pop this out on the Twitter right now. Let me put this image up. Who can make a sound that's a cross between a whale noise and a wolf noise? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're just saying, kill me now in Whale Wolf. Kill me now. Sounds like when Snuffles is trying to talk. What? Snuffles? Isn't that the name of the dog from Rick and Morty? Oh, yeah. When he's trying to talk. Oh, look. He he notices the other dogs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wait, does this guy have a Twitter that we can tag him? I hope so. Just say thank you. Oh, there it is. So that's tweeted out. You're welcome, world. You're welcome, David Kant- Kantrowitz. He wants Ilsa. Oh my God, this this is such a great this is such a great thing uh, that this guy. Oh, he's also famous for other stuff, but he once illustrated a children's book about farts. So it, this was meant to be. Thanks, David. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> like the cut of his jib. I gotta find that book about farts. This guy's amazing. All right, before I spend too long scrolling through David's Twitter feed, you guys can all go check it out because life is going to get better for you if you do. So, you guys are sitting there. You're watching the excellent display, the precision, the uh, 
the grace, really, that is the city guard, the city watch, out there performing their drills. And out of nowhere... Oh no, that Tice is gone. Oh my god, out of nowhere, six whale wolves... Oh no. Helm, what have you done? Six whale wolves come charging into the arena. And... There's, there's the, like, the beginnings of general panic. I mean, these things are like, uh, what, what did I say? Like 10 feet long? So yeah. They're, they're pretty huge. And they're like, they're spraying water and they're real angry and they're like, <laughs> I have like, a, an excited laugh. I was like, oh, really start shoveling popcorn? <laughs> um,. Uh, tell me, Fjorten, how do you, how do you think that this goes? Does this go, does this go good or bad? For who? <laughs> just, just give me good or bad. For us in the crowd, I think it w- would go good. You think it'd go good? Yeah. Um, and, uh, Peter, do you think it goes good or bad for the City Watch? I think it goes, I think it goes good. I think this is, uh, something that happens every once in a while. Every and, once uh, in a while. Mm-hmm. Just uh, oh, we gotta go kill fucking werewolves again. They're native to this river. Yeah, but, they're freshwater werewolves. That's why you never see anyone go swimming. Yeah, especially in the womb. Mm-hmm. That that's where they nest. Everybody knows those. So, so, uh, so funny enough, it's actually Sylvie uh, who is out there, and she runs right up to the front of the crowd uh, that's down there, and uh, she she recognizes what's going on here. Uh, she sees that these. These angry, angry whale wolves have just gotten confused because they're dumb as fuck. Like, they're just, they're not intelligent creatures whatsoever. And they just climb up on the land every now and again. Uh, but she understands what's happening here. So she she's like making these big, soft, gentle hand gestures. And within like a few minutes, like they're, they're calmed down. And the whale wolves are, are sort of soothed and... You know, they don't seem quite as angry, and she sort of, like, starts gesturing in this almost hula dance, kind of getting her whole body swaying and moving, and you know, these creatures are just downright hypnotized by her uh, by her movements, and she slowly but surely guides them to the north, uh, to the northeast, back up to the Luboric River, out of the stadium, and back to their peaceful homes. I give a... Bah! And kind of half-heartedly throw popcorn towards the thing. <laughs> you wanted some violence? Mm-hmm. You wanted to see some blubber get spewed? I would counter that with hard cheers, knowing my my good friend Sylvie pretty much saved the occasion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you're hooting and hollering from the stands, mm-hmm. and she kind of like squints and looks up, and she gives you a little, uh, yeah, she gives you some, she gives you some finger guns up in the stands. Hey. How does the rest of the crowd feel? Because I mean, it's not just us. I mean, what did what do people think of the city watch? The city uh, guard in general. Are you know, they... I think it's a lot like the way people people view police here. Like, I feel like if you're a, a relatively upstanding citizen, you're probably like the police are a good thing, although occasionally they do bad things. And if you're on the other side of the law, you're probably like, well, the police do mostly bad things. Although I guess sometimes they do good things. So I think overall, the majority of the populace feels pretty good over, you know, in general. The City Watch here is doesn't have like a reputation for being corrupt or like 
overbearing with their power or anything like that. They're they're pretty reasonable people. Okay. And I think the crowd in the stadium, I feel like today the crowd in the stadium is about a 50-50 mix that uh, like some of them are like cheering because they got to see like this amazing spectacle of whale wolf harnessing and like, isn't it beautiful that these dumb fucking creatures got put back in the water without any bloodshed or slaughter? And the other half are totally right there with Jeff and they're like, come on, stab him, come on. Oh, they could have stabbed him. Why didn't they stab him? They're throwing oh. popcorn and shit. They're, th- they're throwing their leftover skewers from their, their rat sticks. But they are just rat sticks, so they're ineffectually bouncing off. That's awesome. There's some, one last person as they're like escorting these things out of there. There's like He's throwing his, his stick down there. He's like, call me Ahab. <laughs> what? what, no Moby Dick references in the house? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're normally, they're normally like, aren't whales normally like a fairly dark color? There's, there's one albino white whale wolf. Can you get caviar out of a whale wolf? No. Not voluntarily. Whales are mammals and so are wolves. Why did it? Caviar is fish eggs. Is that only you can't get? How can you have beluga whale caviar then? That's I what have... I was just going to say. But that's probably a brand, huh? No, beluga is a kind of sturgeon, a Russian sturgeon. Oh, so it is a, not a mammal. Last night I had some chicken, uh, chicken caviar for breakfast. It's pretty good. As long as it's not a Fine. mammal. All right. I, th- I thought you could get some eggs out of those, some whales or something, but. Apparently not all whales. Some whales? You learned it on VGAT. That should be our new slogan. You learned it on vegan. All right, fine. Can we milk these whales? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a delicacy, as a matter of fact. I feel like whale wolf milk is like a... It, it's like a... Oh, what the fuck is that thing that uh, the Germans would get in World War II? Edelweiss. Oh, yeah, the flower? Like, if you come back with, with whale wolf milk, like, it's a sign that you're a true warrior. Oh, that's cool. Like, like maybe it's... Uh, it's only best if you get it while the whale wolf is alive. Like, if you get it from a dead whale wolf, like, that's it's not good. It would be cheese at that point. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Maybe it's good. I don't know. Have you ever had whale wolf cheese? Grace, um, Sylvie, by the way, that I was thinking about it, because I don't have a picture, reminds me of Grace Jones off of Conan the Destroyer. Oh, nice. Yeah. I will make sure... To get a picture of that. So that aside, so that's your uh, that's your day at the stadium. Woo! You guys have a great day. Of that it. was exciting. That was kind of fun. All right, better than norm of just going out doing this and that. Great idea. Do we know anybody from the city watch? I know somebody. I know somebody too. Whoa! I was Sylvie. just thinking while we were watching them practice. Did you see him? Uh, yeah, sure. You got some friends, so you got some friends in the city watch, like uh, Sylvia Holleran, the one we were talking about. They did the whale stuff. She was, uh, she's actually a cadet of the city watch. I actually was looking the city for my guard guy in the list of people we know, and I don't think I saw him. What was the name? Do you remember? Aldefus Marfinus is what I have written down. Oh shit! I must have, uh, I must have not made it. Hang on. What was that? What was that name? Aldefus Marfinus. That's a mouthful. It is. We could change it to something else since we haven't mentioned him yet. Well, we've mentioned it now. How do you spell that? 
Is it in your character sheet or? Yeah. Smelsh, smelsh, smelsh. Aldithus, Aldithus. Aldithus is a half-elf captain in the city guard as opposed to... Uh, Whoa, a captain? How many captains are there in the city guard? I have randomly decided that there are 66 members of the city watch. So there is an appropriate number of captains for that many members. Okay. Let's figure out the rankings right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you. I don't know. Did I show you guys this guy yet? What's the head called? Uh, well, there's the main dude is a sheriff, and he is Sheriff Fuego. So where do captains rank, they rank right under him, or they're underbosses? Uh, I feel like there's a fairly... Well, how did they, how did they do it in Roman? Everything in Roman shit was 10 to 1, wasn't it? So you mean you like, like for squads and shit? Yeah, it was like a... Because you were like a legionnaire, and that was like you were a, a 10... Or you were a thousand people, but that was broken into centurions where there was a hundred. And then there was, a, I think, the rank beneath that. It was like a group, like a squad of ten. Centurion? Is that Alan Rickman? Yeah. As, uh, as in his role from uh, Robin Hood? Mm-hmm. Ben and Tights? Is that that's Ben and Tights? No, that's the, the Robin Hood with no. the yeah. uh, fucking... I would Kevin Costner? Yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's some bitchin' hair. That was one of the first movies I ever saw in the theater. Really? I think the first movie I saw in the theater. And it was it still has a special place in my heart. All right. So we're going to say, just so we can integrate these magic numbers in a little more, that the, the city guard is led by Sheriff Fuego. <laughs> there are six squads of nine members led by a captain, uh, which would be the 10th member of that. And then there are like five other members that we don't need to define right now, but they're just like other people other uh outside of the ranks sort of people that are like actual city city watch or sorry city guard members 69 <laughs> today is a bright new day it's the 12th of ico culls day I wonder how long it's going to take before people are used to these stupid dates or we just give up on it. But uh, it's a randomweathergenerator.com. Not really. Is there a random weather generator? Uh, it's a moderate day. It's maybe a little warmer than normal. Actually, this is one of my favorite D&D websites. It's donjon, D-O-N-J-O-N dot B-I-N dot S-H. Sounds like it's a place where you'd get viruses from, but it's actually... An amazing collection of random thing generators for D&D and other places. And they have a random weather generator. And uh, today there's some fog. It's moderate. The wind force is light. Whether in the form of low-lying cloud or a mist rising from the ground, fog obscures all sight, including dark vision, beyond five feet. Creatures five feet away have concealment. Attacks by or against them have a 20% chance to miss. There's a light wind. It's a gentle breeze having little or no game effect. So apparently it's foggy AF today as you wake up in the morning and step out into the uh, probably fairly moist air. Air's probably pretty moist. Hmm. McMoist? Moist. It's your, it's your day, McMoist. It's a McMoist day. I guess it was a good day. Went outside. A little moist on my face. Now what are we going to do? <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
they fucking just sing that song apparently yeah what are you guys gonna do are you gonna you gonna just hang out in the moisture are you gonna you want to do a quest uh you know the other thing that I, that I was gonna talk about is that we are gonna do obviously since i've been mentioning it the passage of time um if you guys wanted to develop hobbies or anything else that would make things pass on days where nothing else happens we can do that too let's say you guys don't want to go out on a moist day you could uh, you could be like you know what i'm gonna sit inside and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna crochet i'm gonna whittle i think i'm gonna go fish down in the womb can we catch anything out of there well fish, fish yeah in the womb. Watch, watch out for those whale wolves you probably want to fish off the bridge you'd probably want to fish off of one of the fallopians the fallopian bridge the fallop oh yeah that's fucking that's 100 percent gonna be one of the bridges let me fallopian get that bridge what are some other parts of the vagina well the womb is not part of the vagina there's fair, is fair it this, is it the uh the cervix is the the, the out, entrance the out hole <laughs> to the uh, womb it's, it's a matter of perspective i yeah. first knew it as an out hole huh get it that's a joke about being born i got it yeah no really though did you because yeah. nobody laughed. I don't think you guys got that one because no, nobody we, laughed. Uh, <laughs> we <heard it>. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the fallopian bridge, though. That's a Very nice. that's a good one. Uh, so we're going to say that the fallopian bridge is the uh, it's the south one, the southwestern one. And Peter, you're going out fishing. Did you bring your compatriots with you, or is this a solo McMoist day? Uh, what time of day is it? Let's say it's... A, it, well, how seriously does McMoist take his fishing? Mm, I don't take it super seriously. I like to go out when I think a lot of people are going to be out there. Oh, so it's a, more of a gossip gathering tool a than a bit. Uh, yeah. So I think you're probably fishing then at like eight in the morning. You know, you're, if you're not super serious about it, you're probably not out at like 5 a.m. with some weird like, I don't know, if the fallopians light, the fish will be tight. Like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One from the east, they bite the least. There's got to be weird rhymes about Fisher things. So yeah, if you're not super into it, you're just out there to like listen to the passing gossip and rumors. Yeah, you're probably out at like eight. You're listening to people as they're on their way uh, to and from the market, to and from the the sort of the the city core, the government area, etc. And you're just kind of listening to see what you hear. Yarton or Jeff, are you guys up? I'm up, but I'm out actually uh, around the outside of the town, maybe refilling my sack bag for some better leaves, better mm. sleeping material. I often go out and just check out, like I said, check out my mining surveying, seeing if anything came about, and sometimes bartering stuff that's maybe fallen or left behind. You're having a work day? Just yeah. a little work day. Okay. Jeff, you a fisherman? Uh, yeah, I'll tag along. I like fishing. Do you have, like... <laughs> uh... I, you know, every once in a while, it's good that things click in your head before you say them out loud. Because I was going to say, does Jeff have an enormous rod? <laughs> <laughs> well, he uses a normal size rod. It just looks like a, you know, like a shorter like ice, a fishing, fisher price. ice fishing rod. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's a regular sized one. It just looks looks weird in his kind of bait, cans. What kind of bait do we use to go fishing? We're poor, so we probably just look for worms. Yeah. Dig up some worms from the shore. When we were kids, we used to go fishing on the river, and we would just look under rocks and shit for bugs. Like big old grubs and crickets and whatever we could find. That's got a great, like, 
southern story feel. We just go out and get grubs, crickets, what have you. <laughs> Whatever we could rustle up. <laughs> and uh, what are we trying to catch then? Oh, this! Th- I feel like this is a great opportunity for a more fantasy, more absurd fantasy sort of thing. We're trying to catch some jelly... Jelly cats. I'm drawing a blank. All I'm seeing in my head, though, is like a medieval or like renaissance era drawings of like catfish. You know what I mean? You ever... Like the big... Cr- I had. It's funny that you say that because I had catfish in my head. Yeah, and they have like the big... Like they draw outlandish versions of them. Yeah. Uh, with big scales and mustaches. Oh, you know what we need? We need like uh, the huge fish that everybody's always trying to catch that always gets away. And he or she needs a name. In the womb, you think? That's going to yeah. be kind of in there? Oh, well, all right. So there's our opportunity first off is that you're trying to catch womb fish. Womb fish. Womb fish, yeah. That's the common fish that's like, you know, if you want to feed mm-hmm. yourself for a day. Uh-huh. So you're out looking for womb fish, which are so named because they're known for being in the central womb of the town here. And uh, what is it? I mean, like, because it always has some dumb name, like the legend or something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need something. We can do better than that. Carmen? King King Carmen. King, King Carmen. Carmen. Yep. Uh, King Carmen. Camera. I can't spell for shit. King Carmen. The... Boom, a fish. You guys are out, uh, even though it's casual, everybody, no matter what, everybody goes to the Fallopian Bridge because that's always where there's sightings of King Carmen. You know? Kind of like the Loch Ness Monster, where everybody's kind of seen it in one form or another, but nobody's seen it kind of uh-huh. like come over the surface. It's always like at weird times or side of their eye. Or... I had Carmen hooked back in Art 3. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fought me for a half an hour before my line broke. Ah, <laughs> oh, King Carmen. Well, my dog was out swimming one day, and then he was gone. King Carmen <laughs> came up. He eats <laughs> people's dogs. <laughs> and he belched out the collar at me. <laughs> All the way up onto the bridge. An outlandish fishing story. He was, he was mocking me, I tell you. I was getting too close. <laughs> King Carmen, the catfish eating the dog. Little uh, ten tail there. My pappy said he hooked King Carmen <laughs> one time, put on some branches on his feet, and he water skied behind him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking now of the movie. Have you guys seen the movie Big Fish? I just watched it last week. I fucking love that movie, but that whole scene where he's just like. I put the only thing on my line that I knew would entice that fish. That's the voice I was going for. My gold ring. The dad that makes up all the stories. Oh my god, that that character alone and all the stories he comes up with are fucking phenomenal. fans thanks for coming back how's your day so far i hope it's going about as good as it could possibly go i personally had a lovely dinner with my lovely lady earlier tonight and i'm currently struggling to get this episode put together before bedtime it's really stupid getting older and that time where you have to be in bed keeps getting earlier and earlier but hey that's biology 
Overall, it's been a pretty solid day, though. Friends, I want to thank all of you who responded last week to my request for feedback. It's lovely to hear from each and every one of you, and it always makes me happy to know that folks are enjoying what we do. One comment in particular I wanted to share a bit about with everyone was about storyline. The comment was that sandbox-style games, like what we've been doing so far, were entertaining to play, but that the linear story mode added more to the podcast. I 100% agree, but it made me want to talk a bit about the goals I'm shooting for here. The gang is currently getting to know the lay of the land, and I think from our adventuring sessions so far, I have a pretty good idea of what they're gravitating towards. I'm starting to find good places for that to tie into the larger story, and to naturally flow into a bigger plot. My real hope, both as a group of storytellers for this podcast, as well as personally growing my skill as a DM, is to be able to make that whole thing happen seamlessly and be entertaining for everyone. Fingers crossed I can pull it off, right? So for anyone hoping we turn all this into a more cohesive narrative, don't you worry, it's coming. Well, I would love to stay and chat, but that bedtime, oh, it beckons. Sweet, sweet bedtime. Let's get back into the action. So Jeff and Peter, Jeff and Peter are out and, you know, I feel like, I feel like nobody says it out loud except for that one crazy guy that's like always trying to get King Carmen. Uh, but you guys are like, you're out there and you're just casually fishing along with whatever bait you manage to turn over rocks and find. And you're both maybe just secretly hoping, you're secretly hoping that you'll hook King Carmen, but, uh, well... Yeah, it doesn't happen today. It doesn't happen today. Oh, no. Is there some crazy guy, like, on the side who sells King Common bait? For sure, to catch the King Common, get King Common bait. Yeah, he's got... There's some ridiculous bait. That, like, uh, it's a homebrew of, of something. Something really smelly. Like, all the locals know who he is, but... All the like visitors, like, oh, he must have the good bait. Look at him, he's going. Yeah, when tourists come to town, uh -huh. he tells he spins a yarn about King Carmen, and he's selling uh, bung bait. Bung bait. Bung bait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean that man over there selling bung bait? Yeah. Oh, good luck with your bung bait today. He's a bung bait salesman. That's a <laughs> snake oil salesman. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> you bung baiter. <laughs> this ain't this ain't no bung bait, is it? It's good quality. Because top quality bung bait. Jimmy's bung Jim Jimmy's bung bait. Jimmy Jimmy the bung baiter. Jimmy's bung bait. Jimmy's bung bait brings back big <laughs> fish. <laughs> <laughs> big bass. Brings back big fish. Brings back big bass. There you go. All right. Uh Fjordan, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your uh about your trip? What do you what's your goal today when you set out in the morning on your chorin? Chorin. I didn't think it was going to be a long day, so I'm not doing some big surveying. Um, probably go around the local routes by, uh, routes by like the barn over here and maybe a little bit out past that, see if anybody's, you know, any items kind of got dropped, left behind. And, uh, like I said, looking for some nice sleeping material. Some nice sleeping material. So okay. are you, are you like the ye olde equivalent of like the metal detector persons? Pretty much. Yes, yeah, at this, at this rate. 
Yeah. Apparently, there is an entire worldwide organization of metal detector folks who you can call upon if you lose like a wedding ring or whatever. And if you put out the call, like the fucking bat signal, they will come to your aid and like the descend upon the sort, the site rather of your lost item. It's like an it's like an international brotherhood. I haven't looked into it, but I'm told it's pretty amazing. Have you ever done that before? I've never metal detected. No. No. Always thought it'd be interesting, and I have. Well, it's good to know uh, there's a Christmas gift, you know, potential for you someday. I don't want a metal detector. <laughs> Everybody says that until they get one. It's true. Where would you metal detect? Um, a lot by the beaches. I know people do there for maybe whatever people's dropped in the sand, or I'm not sure if you can do precious metals or anything like that if it detect that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it does. Or like nuggets. I think it would be hard to have a good place to make that your hobby. Like, there's some beaches around, but... Yeah, not there's like the park at the end of my block here. Like there's dudes over there all the time. Really? Yeah. Because mm. there's a lot of like family soccer games and shit like that. Like I think they find they find enough that they go back out. So and uh, you know, oh a nickel. <laughs> it's all about the search, not the find. Yeah. It's almost scavenger like too, though. I mean, hey, I've crawled across the wasteland, catching and picking up every tin can I could, so, you know. The real treasure was the friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys seen them? God, we just cannot stay on any kind of track tonight, but there's the the D&D. I see it most often in D&D, and it's like, finally, after 15 years, I found the scroll of truth. And it opens it up, and it's like, friends were the real treasure. And the last panel is the guy going, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that one. Well, you find, uh, let's, uh, well, I rolled a dice for them. Let's roll a dice for you. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a three. Oh. That's, that's a three. I feel like, uh, do you find a lot of low-quality leaves, or do you find just nothing? Probably just nothing on a moist day. I mean, there's not a lot of dry stuff going on. Just nothing really out there for it. I suppose you'd really want dry leaves to sleep on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. My, my roomie's always yelling, getting moist. Moist in the house. He's mm-hmm. like, get that moist out of here. You guys are already in a basement. Yeah. They haven't invented dehumidifiers yet. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to bring... Get, get, on, get, up, get that moist out of here. Don't leaves, need that moist here. Leaves on a foggy day. No good. No bueno. No bueno. As my cousin says, kind bueno, when it's so bad you need two languages. Kind is German, by the way. Well, all right. Well, let's call that, uh, let's call that the first half of your day. Tell me, what does the Very Good Adventuring team adventure on the second half of their adventuring day? I've been thinking. We have friends on the City Watch. We could ask about that purse. That's a great idea. Let's do it. So, if I remember right, Sylvie O'Halloran came up to me and asked... And started talking about it first, correct? Yeah, so she had mentioned it to you. Maybe you guys were, you know, out having a casual stroll or a beverage one day, and Sylvie mentioned to you that, uh, she had mentioned that uh, Eliza Smith of House Smith had mentioned that a a purse had been stolen from her. She'd like that purse returned. Uh, You got a description of it. It's a small handbag. It's red leather. It has a silver clasp in the shape of a skeleton. Apparently, so she says, this, uh, this, this little purse was a gift from her grandmother, and she'd like it back. She doesn't particularly care about the items inside. It was nothing, you know, trivial sums and whatnot, but well, she'd like the bag back because it has sentimental value. Did she tell us where it was taken, or do we have a 
Should we go talk to this lady? I think we talk to Eliza Smith. All right. Eliza Smith, who I do not have a picture for yet. And so I'm just going to show you this thing that just says her name and that she's a member of House Smith. And I believe I'm going to show you also House Smith, which has a, a downward-facing uh, open-palmed hand as the symbol for their house. You go to their manor and bang on the door. A servant answers, and uh, you mention that you're inquiring about the handbag, and you'd like to a little mo- know a little more detail. And uh, Eliza comes out and meets you in like uh, in like their front parlor, and she says, "I understand you're looking for my bag." She's a human woman, um, probably a little past middle aged, like forties, fifties, somewhere in there. It's hard to say. Um, yeah, Silvio Hollerin uh, stated that her. It was missing. Yes, I had put in a request with the city watch that they find them. Find them, them. Well, not them. I'm, I, I don't care who stole it. I just want, I just want the bag back. It's sentimental, you see. Where was it stolen? I was getting tea at Tattle. Tea at Tattle. Yeah, Tattle. Everyone loves tea at Tattle. But what time were you having tea at Tattle? I was have to. I was having tea at three. You were having tea at Tattle at three. A.M. or P.M.? P.M. Does anybody else want this particular bag? Oh, I can't imagine why. It's just a bag. Like it was your grandmother's bag? Yes, it was hers originally, and as she was moving closer to the light, she passed it upon me. Do you have any sisters or anybody else of that nature? I do not. Well, it sounds like we would go to Tattle. Maybe have some tea. To Tattle for tea. To Tattle, tattle for tea. Ha ha. Na You mosey your way on down to Tattle for tea. Let me find the note for Tattle for tea. Now, Tattle is probably a place that you guys have heard of. It's actually not too far from where you live. It's a very upscale tea shop. It's where all the fanciest of the fancy, the noble houses go. It's the uh, it's it's a very snooty and clean and upper crust sort of place. And um, I'm just gonna guess from the backgrounds that all of you have that you guys have never been here before. Like maybe you're aware of it existing, you've heard a rumor here and there, but you've never actually gone in. So it's probably and it's probably also like uh, what would we say a little out of your league. Um, you guys seem like you're all kind of rough and tumble sort of folks. Maybe Peter's a little classier than, uh, you know, on, of the average for the three of you, but this place is like, uh, you know, clean, zen as fuck. And, uh, and let's say it's about three and it's, it's a busier time of the day at Tattle. There's, uh, quite a few people here in the shop and you notice specifically there is one person that stands out most certainly above all. And it is a tiefling woman uh, in a very tight and elaborate and very flattering dress that is walking around the room. You notice that she's got some curled sort of ram horns, dark black hair that uh, extends uh, in a ponytail down her back. You also notice that she's got a very thick tail that's cut off about halfway down from what you would expect it to be. And there's scars at the end of it. As she sees you come in, she hurries over pretty much right away and says, 
Um, can I help you, gentlemen? Yeah. Um, this place kind of looks zen as fuck. Haven't been in here before. I assure you it is zen as fuck. Except for that stump you call a tail. What happened there? Uh, she sort of like turns halfway to the side and whaps you in the calf with it and says, wouldn't you like to know? (laughs) Now, is there something that I can help you gentlemen with? What? (laughs) (laughs) As you all indecisively nod at each other. Uh uh Um, we're on a search. Uh, we're trying to help, um, a neighbor out. Um, she said she was here and she might have lost a purse. She stares at you, she stares at you, and she stares at you, and she says, A lot of people have purses. I'll need a little more detail. Well, one with skulls on it. Uh, she kind of looks the three of you up and down appraisingly, and then she says, This is for Eliza, isn't it? Eliza Smith? Yes. She sent you? Good, good, good. Well, I know that she says she had it when she came in here, but I recall the day that she's talking about, and she most certainly did not have it when she came in here. I suspect that if she did, in fact, leave the house with it, well, it was probably lifted from her on the way here. Why do you suspect that? Well, she's just not very careful with her belongings, and their house is... Well, it's on the other end of town from here, so she has to walk through some not especially desirable areas. She's been pickpocketed before, is what I'm trying to say. Would you say she deserves it? Oh, goodness, no. I would never say that about one of my loyal patrons. And she winks at you. <laughs> so between the three of us, would we know of places if something wanted to get sold and not known the whereabouts, origins? A fence? Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Thank you. Would we know the the fencing spots? I would say that of all of you, there is one specific connection that you would know about. That would be Lem Bladesworth, who Hmm. is, in fact, Jeff's friend. A little halfling thief rogue friend of Jeff Cock Thunder, who's always trying to get him to join a gang for crimes and what have you. And while Jeff's (laughs) always trying to straighten him out from his dishonorable ways, you might know a little bit more about it. Yeah, we could talk to them. I don't think the tiefling would be lying to us. You can roll insight if you'd like. No. So with with willing, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to play D. No, no. I was gonna say with willing ins- yeah, with willing insights, would would that have them suspect that you think they're not telling the truth? Uh, no. So rolling insight in D and D is essentially like search your feelings. Okay. You know it to be true. I don't want to like look at them like like weird. Um, what's the show I'm thinking of? Um, Larry David. Because he always does this weird music, and he just, like, stares at people, seeing if they're telling the truth. But anyway. Oh, yeah, that's um, in, uh, not Curb Your Enthusiasm. There that's you what go. I thinking of, yeah. So, yeah, I'll real slim insight. Not that dice. Okay. That would be, uh, not good. That's for sure. That would be an eight. You're not getting any particular read on her. I mean, you, you just... She's got a very strong personality, a uh, very charismatic individual, and you're not really, you're just not able to pick up anything specific. Her name is Emma, by the way, and she is the owner of Tattle, and uh, she kind of looks the three of you up and down, and she says, it seems like the three of you could use a little help. 
Go ask the fox children. They'll find this bag for you. The fox children. Ooh. And uh, she... Let's see here. Let me make a little dice roll. Um, she says... Fuck, hang on one second. There's too many fucking things to remember. It just remind me of the youth that would like go around and fake someone out, steal their pocket, and run around town like handing it off to each other, right into some building and little orphan children. She says, go to Hightown. Go to the stadium, the area around it. Look for the kids that are picking pockets over there. You'll find one of their members. Uh, is there any way we might spot them? But uh, any distinguishing characteristics? I have to think there would be a lot of street urchins picking a lot of pockets. She says if there's a street urchin picking a pocket, they're fox children. Oh, okay. I see. Alright, let's go uh, see if we can rough a, up a kid. <laughs> Yeah, you guys would you guys would know um, you've maybe not directly interacted with them, but you guys are aware of the Fox Children. It's it's essentially the local thieves guild, and you mosey your way on down. And uh, I think as you're as you're leaving uh, as you're leaving Tattle, Emma probably like gives you gives Jeff another swat with her tail and a little wink on the way out, and so, and she's like elegance and poise she's like holding it like a tea tray this whole time and she like gives you a pretty good whack on the on the calf but doesn't spill a drop of the tea makes her way back to uh, a table full of customers and continues her uh, her light gossip you cross the fallopian bridge over into high town back to well you just were here yesterday to the area around the stadiums and uh, why don't you guys all give me a little d20 roll yes one. One. That's One. that's the lowest you can get. Oh. The very worst. The very worst. I mean, you're not a piece of shit. Wait, let me check my step. Yeah, one. We all know that three is the piece of shit roll. <laughs> you're lower. You're lower than a piece of it shit. It is known. I rolled you, a uh, 14. You going to give me a roll there, Peter, or are you going to... Six. Man, you guys are struggling. Uh, let's have let's have Jeff give me one more d20 roll. Three, man, you guys suck at this piece of shit. <laughs> the piece of shittiest. You're a real piece of shit rolling a three. Real um, piece of work. All right, so uh, so you guys are having a hard time, you know, spotting any of these kids, or like you think you see one on the edge of the crowd, but like these kids are on to you. And like, they're they're like bobbing in alleys and they're ducking under the stadium seats and like, you're just having a real hard time like catching one of these kids. And uh, at one point, you guys decide to take a, a rat on a stick break, and uh, you're sitting on like a you're sitting on like a bench. The three of you, you're all crammed onto this this little park bench. And um, let's see here, okay, Jeff. Huh? Greasy rat juice flowing down our faces. <laughs> Fucking greasy Don't say rat. greasy rat juice. Gross. <laughs> That's what it is, man. Get that rat juice up in ya. <laughs> That's the slogan for the rat on a stick stand. <laughs> Get it in ya. Get the rat juice in ya. Taste the rat juice. Burst of juice. Uh, so you guys are... <laughs> you guys are feeling the burst of the rat juice, which is just the most disgusting thing we've said tonight. Oh, you can like suck up the rat eyes. Oh. It's a delicacy. 
Everybody just fights over the rat eyes. No, took the rat eyes. No, they're my rat eyes. As you guys are are hanging out, sitting on this bench, you know, you're fucking tired, man. You've been chasing these like high energy ass kids around all day long, and you just you just can't like corner one. They always seem to get away from you. They always seem to have an escape route down an alley. I think we need to set a trap. Well, what happens, conveniently, is a man comes up and uh, puts his hands on uh, on like uh, like one hand on Jeff's shoulder and another hand on Peter's shoulder. He leans in. Yeah, it's a, it's quite a stretch. It's super awkward. This guy is super uncomfortable trying to do it, but he's trying so hard to look cool. And uh, and he says, "Sarah, Sarah, reason." You uh, gentlemen are coming around here. You're talking to a bunch of kids and whatnot. Seems kind of weird. Searching around for kids. Looking around. Looking, spending a lot of time chasing kids around. Seems a bit awkward. Seems a bit weird. We're looking for an item. An item! Oh! Looking for an item. Lots of people looking for items. Any particular item that you're looking for? Anything that you uh, want to know about items? bag stolen from an old lady. Oh, I wouldn't know anything about stolen items. Nope. Wouldn't know anything about items that have been stolen. Don't bullshit me, thief. Oh, you're gonna go straight to intimidation? Give me an intimidation roll. Hoorah. It's not great. Eleven. Uh, so you you do your best to intimidate this guy, and uh, he's he's not intimidated, man. Like this guy's in his element. Uh, like you kind of like stand up and get a little gruff with him, and he's he's like, oh, watch it there, big fella. Watch it. Watch it. Watch yourself now, big fella. Might not be the best idea down here where there's maybe a lot of people you don't know and maybe a lot of people I know to uh, stand up so quickly. But I think maybe, maybe I could help if you could describe the item. Maybe if there's an item description, I could help you find the item that you're describing. Not promising anything, not at all. I just kind of look it over at his hand, back at his face, over my hand. It's a purse. Purse with skulls. Purse with skulls, you say? Scully purse. <laughs> and if uh, anybody might help find a Scully purse, uh, what what would be in it for that person that found that Scully purse? Uh, I'll give you a gold. Gold for a purse, huh? Gold for a purse. Is it like a nice purse, or is it just like a Scully crappy purse? It's it's sentimental. Sentimental things are typically worth more than a gold. <laughs> no. Oh, this guy's a good negotiator. No, not sentimental in that respect. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, Did I say sentimental? I meant not sentimental. I meant not sentimental. <laughs> I meant crap. I meant, uh, uh, no. Did I mean important? I meant not important. I says, well, I'll tell you what. If uh, someone might be able to find a Scally purse for you. Where would uh, where would they find you to let you know? Uh, the sneaky brisket. Have you heard of it? Oh no, the sneaky sneaky brisket. Yep, it's a it's an okay place. Is that a place you like? Is it? I mean, maybe it's a good place. Maybe I don't. Uh... That's it's pretty good. Okay. All right, right. Yep, yep. Okay. Yep. Seems like a good place. All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Maybe if you gentlemen maybe didn't come looking after the kids so much over here maybe you could uh, spend some time over at the sneaky brisket and not around so many children and uh, <laughs> I'll maybe see what I can find for you I mean I'm not, not promising anything my name's Huey by the way Huey Davenport and I'll uh, see what I can do 
Uh, Huey, um, what, uh, what makes you the man to find this purse? Um, a uh, man that knows about purses. <laughs> You're a man that worries a lot about people spending time around kids for a man who spends a lot of time around kids. Well, see, you know, it's just that I happen to be a very well-connected individual, and I happen to know people that will throw away a lot of things. And, uh, you know, maybe my connections with people that throw things away might come in handy for you. It's a possibility. I'll tell you what, you find our thing, and you have another connection. You scratch our back, we'll be willing to scratch yours. That might be more valuable to you than any gold. Hmm, you're real, uh... My opinion of yourself there. But, uh, you do have a rather large back to scratch, so keep that keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. If you just don't, uh, if you just don't mind, keep it away from the children. Then, all right. Very good. Then, very good. Have a good day, good kind citizens. And he's kind of backing away from you as he says this. Good day. Have have a good day somewhere, wherever you're gonna go. Everywhere. Somewhere, not here. Anywhere where you're gonna be. Okay. An odd little man. Weird, Huey. Well. Uh, I guess we just sit back and wait then? Just away from the kids, I guess. Okay. That seems probably like a good idea. His, uh, his implication here was, like, he'll come find you. He knows where you... Well, he knows where you operate out of, at least. You didn't tell him that you lived there. Gotcha. Anything else you'd like to do uh, on this fine afternoon? This fine, foggy, foggy afternoon? Do we have any other ideas on how to find a purse? Well, we could talk to Lem. I mean... We seem on the right track here, though. So, are we all kind of acquaintances with each other's acquaintances? Is this the, the first time I've heard a limb? Or... I don't know. I'll let you decide. Because I feel like there's maybe some people we haven't known about. So, if you spoke a limb, I'd say, oh, I'd ask more about limb. Like, what is limb? Who's limb? Lem's a friend of mine. We kind of came up together. He wants me to join his enterprise. But I'd rather not. You're not comfortable boldly going where no man has gone before? Correct. It's respectable. Well, that sounds like the man we need to talk to. Namely into stolen goods. Oh, it still sounds like the man we need to talk to. Let's go talk to him. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Well, I'm going to have you Campaign 2, Episode 9, Tattle, was released on February 16th, 2020. Join us for more handbag-based adventures next week on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Oh man, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. I would. <laughs> <laughs> why, are you, why are you eating crackers in my bedroom? God damn it, get the fuck out of my bed. What are you even doing in there? Trying to sleep. Where did you get those crackers? Are those my crackers? <laughs> <laughs> I used those for my pickled herring. My saltines? What are you doing? <laughs> like you're mad at...
You're fucking mad at Drew Barrymore for being in your bed because she's got your crackers. <laughs> those are my chicken and biscuits. Oh, those are the best crackers. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know if I've ever actually eaten a chicken and a biscuit. Is there any chicken and chicken and a biscuit? Probably chicken powder. <laughs> Weird. Well, it's probably chicken broth, which you could make into a new powder.